0: You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag.
1: So let's transition, guys. Uh, we're going to transition to comic book moments. Um, In fact, I'll even play a little comic book uh, music here, too. We'll uh, set the tone with a little Batman by Danny Elfman.
2: Oh, Danny Elfman. Yeah, exactly. Um, I believe you mean Mr. Bridget
1: Fonda? Mr. Bridget Fonda. <laughs> Mr. Fonda, if you please. Um, or Jack Skellington himself. Yeah, man. Um, I think all of us at some point or another have read comic books, right? Like, pretty much everybody at some point in your childhood or even in your adulthood has read comic books and appreciated them in one way, shape, or form.
2: People read comics?
1: I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's something that's it's, it's very important to me because it was one of the first means of seeing... Alternative storytelling other than just hey, watch a movie, watch TV, read a book. And I remember being a kid and getting my hands on um, it was an X Factor, and it was when X Factor first started. So it was Cyclops, Jean Grey, Iceman, Beast. Oh, yeah, it was
2: the, like the original five. Yeah, oh, awesome.
1: Yeah, and they were fighting the Celestials, and basically, like, they're, they're screwed, like, they're, there's no way they're gonna beat them. And then Jean Grey uses her Phoenix Force to make Cyclops' optic blast like blow through one of the Celestial's That's hands. fantastic. I and, know that
2: was a thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I'm starting this off because like not only that, they had this thing called ship. Ship was a sentient ship. It was a spaceship that could talk and think and had feelings and it was awesome. I fucking love comic but I had, But I had no, exactly. <laughs> I had no frame of reference for this. I didn't know the backstory behind this. I just know that this dude shot lasers out of his eyes. This woman made his laser blast even more powerful. He blew off a giant robot's hand but the robot was also a god and then their ship that could talk came and picked them up. There you go. Right
2: it's pretty straightforward. I mean yeah. I was not clear about
1: this. Yeah, exactly. What that's else do you a, need? That's to... a
3: Tuesday for Marvel.
2: That's
1: yeah, just right. a regular day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's that that's how I got into comic books. And like from there, I mean like I went and got all of the um this is like so I'm like maybe nine, ten years old, so the Jim Lee relaunch of X Men yeah. had just come out. So I went nuts with that and got all of those and I would ride my bike up to the comic book store and buy those and enjoy the the hell out of those. But um There's something in comics when you're reading it and you get this amazing moment that really can't be matched. I mean, you can get it in books because, I mean, there have been books that I've read where I've gotten to a point I read it. I'm like, oh, shit, that's incredible. But comic books, you're not only reading it, you're seeing it. Yeah. And that's how you know it's a good comic is when it's not only the story is amazing, but it's visually striking as well. Um, this whole concept for this episode came from a conversation that you and I had, Mr. Rambo. Yes, sir. Um, about, and I'm gonna let you kick it off, because this is, this was so (laughs) dope. I didn't even know that this happened. it's so wonderful. And it's so wonderful. Mr. Rambo, if you please take the floor.
2: Okay, so, a little backstory. Um, this was, oh, God, pre-New 52, um, essentially, uh, through various machinations in DC Comics, uh, Bart Allen, formerly Impulse and Kid Flash, uh, was aged up and became the only speedster around. Um, So he was a Flash for like a couple months, maybe like a year or so. Um, And I remember this also being like one of the first betrayals I got from from a a creator because uh, this guy Mark Guggenheim came on to write The Flash and he had just uh, had a really successful run on the Wolverine Civil War miniseries that was awesome. And I was like, oh, man, this is going to be great. And then, like, six issues in, they kill the character. And I was like, oh, you fuckers. Like, there's no way you didn't know that was happening. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, basically, Bart's trying to figure out how, how his powers work now. And he's trying to make he – got, he got aged up, so he was, like, in his mid-20s from being a teenager and all kinds of weird, wacky comic shit. Um, shortest version of that is – his direct doppelganger, um, in much the same way that you have, like, you know, Flash has Reverse Flash, Superman has Bizarro, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, uh, was a guy called Inertia, who was a little douchebag who basically wore Impulse's costume, but like in greens and yellows. Um, he tricked uh, Flash's Rogues Gallery into killing or into fighting the Flash when he had no powers. Um, and the you know the rogues inadvertently killed the Flash, which is a big no-no for the rogues. You don't kill the Flash. You don't you know basically anything you can do to avoid bringing the JLA down on you, you do it. Um, and so inertia tricks them into doing this, and is like this is awesome. They're like we got to get the fuck out of here, and so they take <laughs> off. Um, so they did a, a one-shot comic that happened immediately after the you know obvious cancellation of uh, the Flash. And it's Wally West returning from, I believe, from the Speed Force. Um, and he comes back and he's like, what's going on, everybody? And they're like, everything's awful. Um, <laughs> and he finds out that Bart's dead. And not just that Bart, Bart's dead, but Bart's dead because of inertia. And so the whole issue is that it, Mark Wade wrote it. Carl Kesel drew it. It is um, Wally chasing down inertia and chasing him across the planet. And it is some of the most gorgeous artwork um, and it's, it's, he's just, just him getting revenge. Uh, it's one of the few, like, like real, like legit vigilante moments. And what I mean by that is like, this isn't like, I'm going to stop a crime. It's no, I am getting revenge for the death of one of my friends. Um, and Wally does arguably an unheroic thing. Um, in that like Wally West was always like Kyle Rayner is my green lantern. Wally West is my flash. And with Wally they were able to do a lot more um experimental things with him in the speed force. You know, Barry could move really fast and, and run and, and, and you know, rebuild things and all kind of I shit. I mean
1: experimental stuff like like, like <sighs> chicks and dudes and dudes and dudes or I mean like...
2: hey, like I'm not here to judge anybody. <laughs> okay. Um, I, just wanna, I just wanna be clear. Yeah. Like I mean you that's know what fine. I mean, like I don't I'm know what lives in the Speed Force. I'm not, I'm not judging anything. him, you know. Hey, um, you know? it's a yeah, so, world,
1: man. So, um,
2: so he could do things like he could grant speed to things. He could remove mm-hmm. speed from things. Um, he could affect motion in ways that, that Barry really couldn't. And so the thing that he does to Inertia, he doesn't beat him up. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't kill him. While he takes him to the, to the, the Flash Museum, he steals so much of his speed that it takes him about a year to blink he turns him into a fucking statue. <laughs> and he not just, not only does he do that, he leaves him in the Flash Museum posed directly in front of Bart as Impulse so he can stare at the hero he will never be. <laughs> and that is the end of the issue. Is wow. <laughs> Wally West turned that dude into a statue and it's amazing. Yeah. Oh God, it makes me so happy. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's such a pure, like, it's, it's that same thing of like, it's when you see like Superman's eyes go red and he like grits his teeth. You're like, Oh, some shit's about to go down. Yeah. You see you see the flash get angry and when you it's you know, you see a vengeful god for a second and it's this purely cathartic like, Yeah, that kid killed Bart. Fuck him. Yeah, let's do something <laughs> awful to him. And he oh god, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was the initial spark, the, con- this, uh, uh, initial thing that sparked this conversation. Yeah.
1: And I, I, and you were telling me about this and I'm like, oh, I don't, I think I heard about this. And then you told me more and I was like, no, no, <laughs> I haven't heard of this. Yeah. I was like, that is dope. There, like, oh, there's this one,
2: there's these like, two panels where inertia's is like, he thinks he has like the upper hand and he's like, you know, uh. You know, when they were beating up Bart, he screamed like a little bitch, and he has this big smile on his face. And the next panel is Wally just like eyes, you know, <laughs> uh, like brow down teeth grit, and you're like, oh, you fucked up so bad. You were in so much trouble.
1: <laughs> Did Now, with him doing essentially a very unheroic thing, were there any a- – Consequences that he, that honestly, him.
2: I think they, that or did they, they just kind
1: of turn a blind eye? I idol. feel like
2: there was payoff for it later, and I honestly yeah. don't remember what it was. Yeah. Because I know that, oh, wait, no. Eventually, like, he just managed to get out. He managed yeah. to get out. And so there's a mini series about the rogues going after Inertia where yeah. they're like, you, you made us break our cardinal rule. You played us like jokes. Like, do, do you understand that, like, we're an entire team of supervillains? <laughs> so it wasn't even like, because, you know, arguably Wally kind of pulled a punch where he could have really hurt him and really done something awful. Yeah. Um, but with the rogues, it was like, we're just going to murder you now. Like, no one will ever remember who you were. Who cares about, like, a, a second-tier villain who, who was arching, a, a you know, a guy who's not even alive anymore. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that there's, yeah. A, I think, a three-issue miniseries um, uh, called, like, I think, Rogue's, uh, rogue's Revenge. Yeah. Um, which is awesome.
1: Steve, give us give us one of your moments, man. Okay.
3: Um, I picked one from a really obscure comic. It's called Amazing Spider-Man. Have you guys ever heard of it before?
1: <laughs> like Spider-Man? Spider- like... like Phil Spider-Man? Yeah. Like he's a spider man. Phil oh, Spider-Man. Phil Spider-Man. Oh, got you. Okay. He does whatever a spider can, right? Yeah. Okay. That's... <laughs> you,
0: you got it. You
3: got it. Okay. Um, yeah. So... Growing up, I was always kind of an X-Men guy and my best friend in high school, Jim, was always a Spider-Man guy. And we were always trading stuff back and forth and he's really, really kind of converted me over to be more of a Spider-Man guy. Um, So like in the litany of Spider-Man moments, because there's so, so many of them, the one that I always really dug and they – did in the spider-man homecoming movie well like a version of it uh amazing spider-man number 33 um is this which the is the classic Octopus one yeah where he, oh, lifts my the, God. <laughs> he lifts the metal structure up um and so this is you know your classic stanley steve ditko stuff so i mean you got your real classic storyline and you know you, you hear stanley speaking the words basically through the bubbles and um for those not in the know. Uh, aunt may is sick with radioactivity and spider-man blames himself for it because that's what spider-man does because he's sad all the time and um he is working with Kurt connors who's the lizard but not at the time and they're working on a cure and they need this one special compound to make it work and doc ox steals it and it's the only special chemical it's like ISO 34 or something like, I can't remember exactly what it is, but um. so then he has to go fight Doc Ock and he's like in a rage and this is all happening in, in, in issue 32 and he's fighting Doc Ock and, and there's this big battle in Doc Ock's lab. And people who have seen Spider-Man homecoming might remember when Peter goes and faces the vulture and the vulture has his suit flying around And it knocks out all the pillars. Well, Doc Ock's arms kind of do that here in the comic. And that's where they got the inspiration from. And the entire top floor falls down on on top of Spider-Man. And he's trapped and pinned and there's water everywhere. And he kind of has that, you know, great – with great power comes great responsibility kind of thing. And he feels responsible for Aunt May. And he said, no, no, I can't let it happen again. You know, I got to use all my strength. And he lifts what is essentially an entire – top floor of metal machinery and cast iron stuff and it's just like a true hero just completely thinking about other people and letting that be his fuel it's not about him it's not about look how awesome of a hero i can be not look what i can do it's no i need to do everything within my capacity to help other people and that's so freaking inspirational um that is a lesson that anyone can take into their lives anywhere and so that one moment where it's a spider-man in a spangly outfit lifting you know something giant over his head that's really all it is but the context that's wrapped up in that that's the moment that always stood out to me for spider-man
2: yeah man that's what i really particularly love about that scene um because they did a really impressive job of it in homecoming um But what they don't get, what you don't get in Homecoming, is not only is 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 Spider Man lifting that entire floor off him, the room is also filling with water. So he's he's trying to avoid drowning, and he's picking everything up. And again, it's it's a totally selfless moment.
1: Yeah,
3: and and it it had kind of defining aspects that moment for Spider Man throughout his whole entire run. And I know it wasn't the most popular thing. Did you guys? Care
1: for the superior Spider-Man when Doc Ock did the love brain flip? Superior Spider-Man. I didn't. I didn't. I, like the concept, but the story ended up being good. Like I was like the brain flip. Re- All right, fine, whatever. And then like I read through it and I was like, All right, cool. Like <laughs> I, I can went do- into this ready for it to <laughs> suck, and it doesn't yeah. suck. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how I walked away <laughs> from it. Yeah.
3: It, Superior Spider-Man was good for people who were already existing Spider-Man fans because it was just littered with Easter eggs. Like basically every time Doc Ock and Spider-Man had come into contact with, with each other throughout the history, there's some little nugget of it in there, um, including this moment. And, and um, you know, it, it was kind of cool seeing that in the, like the mid 2000s, referencing this thing all the way back from 66. Um,
1: but uh, yeah, I've always dug this moment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, Spider-Man ends up being essentially, I think, like, because when you, when you think of, like, the big three, as in, like, iconic superheroes that everybody knows, I think it's Batman, I think it's Superman, and I think it's Spider-Man. I think those nice. are your three. Yep. Um, so having a Spider-Man moment is, is, is dead on. Um, Marcus, did you get a chance to, to find one that you were really into? I mean, it's...
4: Yeah, no, yeah. it's It's all good, man. <laughs> like, <it's... laughs> no, I'm just hearing support at this point. <laughs> I, I pre- and I appreciate that. Are happy That's, to have you, sir. We'll... I also
2: have a, a, a list. So <laughs> we, we we don't have to worry about any dead air. There we go. See, look at this. there we go. I'm prepared.
1: We're like a team, guys. Where yeah. one where one person has a weakness, the other one's pick up the str- I like there this. There we go. Supporting each other. I yeah. want to give one of my favorites. I'm and I get, I catch so much hell for it all the time. Whenever I see those those charts online or those people voting like oh, who is better, Batman or Superman? Batman always wins. And it bugs me because there's a meme out there that crystallizes exactly my argument with it um where it's like you wake up with Superman's powers. What's the first thing you do? And the meme says, like, go back to sleep and wish I was Batman. And then the next person responds, like, Yeah, if I woke up as a powerful demigod who could do anything in the matter of an instant snap of my fingers, I'm going to go back to sleep and pretend that I'm an orphan who has <laughs> who has who has issues and lots of money and has to spend all my money on toys. I do kung fu really good. I'm really good at kung fu. I do a lot of sit-ups. Have you seen these abs? I'm shredded. I can do a thousand. <laughs> um, Superman is... The, the allegory in general is he's not an american but he's more american than any of us yeah he he stands by his ideals no matter what and the story that i chose is superman versus the elite
4: oh so oh god
2: oh, yes okay Get out of
1: here. <laughs> yeah dude because the elite are essentially oh, it's god. it's the same concept of kingdom come where like you've got uh, was it Mogad? Is that what the guy's name uh, was? Magog. Magog, thank you. Where he's basically like the new era of superheroes. I'm cool, and I'm edgy, and I look like Cable, and I I don't have to follow the rules. The only rules that I follow <laughs> is that there are no rules. And you're like, wait, but that's a rule in it. Never mind. <laughs> um but, like, killing killing a villains, you know? Like, I'm going to kill because if we don't, then we'll never stop them. Well, that, that defeats the whole purpose. It's the comic code. It's that you're if you lower yourself to their level, then you're just as bad as them, concept.
2: Did you ever read The Authority? I did, yes. They're The Authority. Yeah. Literally, they're, they're The Authority. Even yeah. down to, like, Manchester being English.
1: Yeah. And, like... Basically, like to give you the the cliff notes on this one, uh, this group, uh, the elite, basically are like, we want to be superheroes, but we think that this whole like we don't have to kill villains thing is garbage because it just keeps perpetuating the same fights over and over and over again. So they basically take on Superman, and they're like, we're going to make Superman break, and he's going to kill one of us to show everybody that Superman's way is wrong, right? And they almost succeed. Or so you think. So basically what ends up happening is, is like Superman's like, fine, you know what? I will fight you guys, but we're doing this away from civilians. We're not hurting anybody innocent. So they go to the moon to fight. And basically these guys are pulling every dirty trick in the book, and it makes it look like Superman's on the ropes and he's toast. And everybody in Metropolis is watching this. And I can't remember. The, I'm trying to remember exactly the guy's name who ends up doing it. Um, uh, was it Atomic Skull? No, I'm trying to remember. The guy uses like an electromagnetic blast and it basically makes it look like Superman got obliterated. Yeah. Uh, Coldcast, there it is. Um, Coldcast basically does his EMP blast. Everybody's like, oh crap, Superman's gone, he's dead. But then everybody in the elite hears Superman's voice telepathically. Because this is how powerful (laughs) Superman is. And he basically just toys with them and, and wipes all of them out. And you think that he's killed them, but he hasn't killed any of them. And he gets to... The, the fight with, with black and the fight with black is the best because black is essentially the one like instigating all of this. Like, yeah, Manchester Black is the leader. Manchester the leader. Black is like the one who is just like, oh you're 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 old, your way of doing things is outdated. And he's telepathic. So he's like trying to get in Superman's head. And Superman ends up using his laser vision through Manchester Black's eyes. And gives him a lobotomy and cuts out his superpowers <laughs> with his laser wow. eyes.
2: He yeah he explains it. he's like <laughs> yeah because because Manchester's like, I don't want... I will take totally take do this it, over do it okay. do it please okay. um, you're doing a better job so at this the, than I am the, I, just, the, I just I
1: just I read it and I was like this is so cool this is
2: we were talking earlier yeah. about how like I have issues with like reading retention yeah but if there's a visual component I can remember I remember the like, exact panels of this of this <laughs> fight yeah um it is from what uh, um Action Comics number seven seventy five uh nice. is. Uh, written by Joe Kelly, who's one of my favorite writers. He has like three or four of the moments on my list. Um, but yeah, there, it's it's the well, yeah when when everybody thinks they've won, the voiceover is, is from Superman is uh oh, I finally understand now. Thank you. And it's so scary yeah. because you're like oh no, you made God mad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he when he, he takes everybody out and Manchester's he was this you know super strong psychic says, uh, he's like, all right, you know, that's that. And he basically makes it like a finger gun and he points it at Superman and goes, bang. And nothing happens. He's like, I don't understand. I'm thinking you should die and you're not dying. And he goes, oh, yeah. I, I And he, he explains it so, like, matter-of-factly. He's like, yeah, I, I looked in your brain and I saw an ab- abnormality. So I used my heat vision on a microscopic level to look through your eye, through the lens of your eye and just, like, cut out that part. And he's yeah. like, what? But you're you're Superman. You're not supposed to, you're not allowed to do that. And he's like yeah, this is what you made me. This is what you did to me. Don't you understand? Um, I can't remember the, exactly, the, the exact monologue, but he goes through this whole thing, and it ends with, this is what it's like to watch a dream die. And you're like, oh, no. But that, no, My favorite part of that whole thing, though, is at the end of it, this reveals, like, he didn't do that. He didn't do that to his, to his brain. What he did was he saw there was an abnormality, and he kind of, like, Pumped it with his with his heat vision enough <laughs> to kind of give him like a really really minor seizure, so he couldn't use his powers oh until like because he because he's still Superman. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's Superman, yeah, and, exactly. And he's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a monster. Like, I'm, I'm, I have to be better than them. I have to be better than everybody else. Yeah, and that's the whole deal
1: um it really ends with him doing that like iconic superman turn to the camera and break the fourth wall wink thing that he does and that's why i loved it because he was just he was like you were like oh superman snapped i could like this but i don't like this this makes me uncomfortable but then like you're like wait no he didn't do it okay good yeah yeah he, yeah. he, he directly
2: lies to manchester and to everybody else and he's like yeah i i became the monster that you wanted me to be for even a second and it's terrifying isn't it yeah that's why i will never do this yeah and it's this perfect
1: explanation for like yeah.
2: yeah just it's it's fine that you have this method it's not the best way to go about it yeah yeah oh god yeah
1: Steve, i know you got another moment and this is going to um we'll do this one and then uh I'll give you one more I, sure all okay. right let me and see then which i, I want to do and then i got one that i want to end on that is like
3: gosh <laughs> I, how do i narrow this list down to just one you know
1: what i mean like i i, mean, I came can, with eight and i don't us, know you can give us you can give us a couple and then just like really go into ah. detail on one of them
3: yeah all right um all right i know which one i want to do. okay so the ones that are going to make the the honorable mentions yeah the recent darth vader comic and i know mike you and i've oh, talked about dude. this before yeah. and we're huge star wars guys i mean that's how this whole podcast started was our rewrite to the the prequels yeah um in darth vader number six they show that that in between of of uh three and four and God, it's such a good Or scene. i'm sorry four and five i'm sorry and um Boba Fett is on a mission for the Empire and oh, gosh, he yeah. comes in contact <laughs> yeah. with Luke on Tatooine, and he reports back that he got away, but he got a name Skywalker. And that's the, the instant where Vader finds out that his, his child is alive and it's in the art is beautiful because it's interspersed between Vader just standing on the bridge of a star destroyer, not moving, nothing's happening. And then it'll cut to a panel of Anakin and Padme from the prequels then back to Vader and a small like crack spider web is happening on the on the uh, glass of the um whatchamacallit? The, the Star Destroyer. And then and then it goes back and they're like, Oh, we're having a baby, and then it cuts back and you see the whole thing shattering, and you can tell like it's just pure unadulterated rage. Awesome one. Um, Do you guys ever read Deadpool Illustrated? No. So that one is it's Colin Ab- Bunn, right? I don't know. I'm you, sorry. I, I'm sorry. Uh, Go ahead. I picked up the, the trade on this one and um just dove right into it. It follow it's between Deadpool it kills Marvel Universe up, yeah. and Deadpool kills himself, Deadpool kills Deadpool. And he goes into the literature verse and kills all of the classic literature characters. <laughs> but they're but they're all <laughs> but they're all archetypes of Marvel characters. So like he kills Pinocchio in its vision. He kills oh, like that's awesome. like Namor like from Leagues under the sea, whatever twenty thousand leagues under the sea. And I forget who that. Is. Oh, is. Nemo. Like,
2: Nemo! Yeah, he,
3: yeah, yeah. Like I mean, he in in like the Little Mermaid's namor and he makes a joke about that, and like he hits all these literature characters, and then he sees the Marvel equivalent die because he's killing the archetype, very deep. Um, a couple other ones: Klossus, uh cures himself to save the Legacy oh, Virus man. and avenge his sister. Oh God! <laughs> um, Infinity Gauntlet, Silver Surfer, Thanos is coming, super awesome. Um. I really like the new Spider-Verse where Solace eats the Captain Universe Spider-Man don't have time to get into all that um, and then the, the new Avenger or I'm sorry all new X-Men where they bring the original five forward in time to see where the rest of them have ended up oh, so yeah. like Jean Grey's dead Cyclops is like a terrorist war criminal all kinds of stuff Beast is blue you know that kind of stuff but the one I really love is Civil War number one where Cap refuses to sign and kicks that whole thing off And there's that scene where, like, there's the standoff between him and Maria Hill and all the soldiers are there with the Trank guns. And they're like, please don't make us do this. Please don't make us do this. And you can tell Cap's like, look, I'm going to stand up for what's right, not what the government's saying I have to do. There's a difference between what's morally right and what the government says. Yeah. And, And he just stands up for that value he believes in. And then he kicks all their asses <laughs> He jumps out, of, jumps out of the helicopter or the helicarrier lands on the jet and tells that guy to stay awake and fly this jet. I mean, like it, he's both morally awesome because he's standing up for his values and then he's physically awesome by kicking a bunch of dudes asses like that's yeah. such a fun scene. Yeah. There's a quick rundown of everything else I had. <laughs> I
1: like it. That was, that was good, man. I appreciate that. Like the, the Civil War stuff, Like I gotta, I just touch on that real quick. There are so many great moments in that, and that one part where he ends up, Cap basically gives that speech to Spider-Man where he's just like, look. He's oh, like, yeah. He's, he's like, being an being American is not about following the government all the time. It's about sometimes standing by your ground, and, and when everybody else is like, no, move, you say, no, I'm staying put. And like, that, was, that was dead on. But also there's the scene between the Punisher... And Captain America, where yeah. the Punisher basically using his Punisher tactics kills two villains. Yeah. And Cap's like, this is not cool. And, like, beats the crap out of the Punisher. And the Punisher just takes it. Yeah. Because, like, one, because he has so much respect for Captain America. But, two, because he wanted to show Captain America, dude, this is how far you've gone. Yeah. Like, it, it's, your, your ideals are, are are basically, you're betraying what you are. And doing what you're doing. Yes, and it's I'm not gonna hit your cap. Yeah. I'm
2: not gonna do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just, a, just an incredible scene. Um uh, even
3: Spider Man unmasking himself, you oh, can yeah. throw that one in there too, which kicks off the whole brand new day, which was
1: absolutely horrific. But oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> a moment at a time. Yeah. Um so my when when Rambo and I were talking about this and he gave me the the flash moment that was just incredible. I countered with it and I was like, I, I see that and I raise you Darth Vader versus Darth Maul. And this was before they did the extended universe stuff that they've done now. So there was no Star Wars Rebels yet. There was no Clone Wars. So we didn't really even know that Darth Maul actually survived the uh, Phantom Menace. Well, Like, when you see Obi-Wan chop him in half, we've all figured that he was dead, right? Yeah. So as far as we're concerned, when this comic book came out, Darth Maul is dead. However, a group of Sith, uh, Sith sycophants, basically like fanboys of the Sith, don't like that Darth Vader was originally a Jedi. And he shouldn't be serving the Emperor. That Darth Maul is the better apprentice. And that he should be um, standing by the Emperor's side. And they've cloned him. And they're like, all right, well, listen, Vader, here's the deal. You have to fight Darth Maul. Um, Basically, like, they kind of, like, trick, like, not trick him into it, but they're, like, he goes to meet them to be like, you know, I'm shutting your shit down. And they're like, that's cool. We have Darth Maul. And he's just like, I'll I'll fuck him up too. I don't care. I'm Darth Vader. And they're like, but you don't understand. He can do flips. He has a double saber. And he's like, I'm Darth Vader. (laughs) And the fight, I mean, obviously the fight's not this flippant, but like it's, what ends up happening is they, they end up duking it out. And like Vader's like calling him out. He's like, you're a sham. Darth, Darth Maul is dead. And, Maul's like, no, you're a sham, you're a Jedi, you know, you're tainted, you're not really Sith. And they keep going back and forth. And Vader basically just mops the floor with him until he slices that double saber in half. And then Maul's using two sabers, basically. Yeah. Vader, with his robot arms and robot legs, isn't fast enough to to keep up with that. And he starts getting his ass kicked. And... Maul's, like, taunting him, and he's just like, I'm... He's like, you're, you're more machine than man. You know, how can a machine hate... You know, there's no way that you're going to be able to hang with me. You're just... You're not going to be able to do this. You're not going to be able to defeat me. And Vader's, like, on the ropes, and, like, Maul's got him in, like, a chokehold, and he's about to stab him with his lightsaber. And Vader ends up using his... Own, using the Force to grab his lightsaber and stab through himself into Maul and killing Maul. And Maul wow. is basically, like laying there dying and he's like let me see if i can find the exact line i'm trying to find the exact line here but like it's just oh he goes he goes what could you hate enough what could you possibly hate enough to destroy me and darth vader just coldly looks at him and says myself (laughs) (laughs) and like (laughs) if you ever needed to understand who darth vader was and why Anakin Skywalker was a good guy and Darth Vader is a bad guy and why Darth Vader didn't just kill himself or like why he never turned back to the good side at any point until he saw his son. That's it right there. That's why he's so strong in the force because he hates himself and the decisions that he's made. And I was like, I'm reading this and I'm like, I want to, I want to say it was in the military. I want to say it was overseas when I read this and like, we're supposed to be doing important like military stuff, right? And I'm reading this, and I'm like, dude, I'm trying to explain to other guys. I'm like, have you seen this? And they're just like, would you get your shit together and stop reading comic books? And I'm like, but Darth, Darth Vader and Darth Maul. Well, you get your shit together
3: and read comic books? Right? why on. we're over here, you
1: assholes. Exactly. Freedom. <laughs> this is America, damn it. <laughs>
2: dude, the uh, the the scene that keeps going around lately yeah. uh, from Vader down yeah. is when he's surrounded by the by, some rebel army. I haven't read the, actually read yeah. the book.
1: He's, there, there's easily like 200 soldiers Easily. And yeah. they're
2: like, you know, throw down your arms, you're surrounded. And his response is, all I'm surrounded by is fear and dead men.
1: And you're like, oh, no. Darth, Darth Vader has some cold-blooded oh, shit that he says in these comic shit. books. Like, at one point... Um, he's fighting Luke. Like, this is right after um, the original Star Wars movie, right? So right after the uh, Death Star gets blown up, Luke has no idea what the hell he's doing with a lightsaber, right? But they're on this mission to try to steal more shit or whatever, right? It doesn't matter. But he runs into the Darth Vader.
3: This is in the beginning. They're trying yeah. to blow up the facility where they're building uh, like at
1: yes, and stuff. They're, exactly. they're trying to bomb that, that facility. Yeah. And Vader shows up and Luke's like... And at this point, Luke thinks that Vader killed his father. Yeah. So Luke... With no Jedi training, and his pretty blue lightsaber just goes <laughs> wild at, at, at Vader, and Vader's just, like, fighting him off, like, you're a punk, get away from me. And Vader says something snarky to him, and Luke is like, you killed my father. And Vader's response is, you'll have to be more specific, I've killed Kill a, lot a lot of, of fathers. fathers. <laughs> and
0: I'm just like... <laughs> I was just like,
1: damn, dude.
2: <laughs> like, that it's is. That- it's that line from uh, uh, what is it from Street Fighter? You know, for you, the day that M Bison came to your village was a, was a a, a, a a glorious day. For me, it was Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: God, that movie was so bad, but that line was so good. Oh, man. Like Raul Julia was just chewing scenes in that. Oh, like the, he's so good. He was so good in that movie, and the movie sucked so bad. It's awful.
2: It's so bad. It's a, it's a horrible,
1: horrible movie. Oh, but like, I love I love that because people have said to me before they're like, I didn't like in Rogue One when Vader made the joke. I when love- he. Love when he that. choked him he's like make sure you don't choke, choke on your, your aspirations. aspirations I mean come on the double joke right there oh
0: my god but
1: then I was like you haven't read any of these I was like he makes jokes all Dude, the time and also like he's constantly making those kinds of puns throughout yeah. the movies when he choked when he choked out uh, Captain Nita when Captain Nita went to personally apologize to him and he's laying there dying he's like apology accepted yeah <laughs> and also I love the
2: idea of Vader sitting in the nutrient bath like <laughs> yeah <laughs> choke yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> The, 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 the like, weird little like, sith servant that he has. He's like, did you hear
2: that shit that I said yeah, to him? Well? no, you know, he totally calls him down. It's like, oh, uh, take a memo. <laughs> like every pun he thinks of for force choking somebody. Just to, chuckling. Like, that. Just chuckling I to like himself. I like of
3: him sitting in the bath and then thinking up ideas. And they're like, is there something caught in your cren neck? Yeah. No, no, that's not
2: right. No, that's, yeah, that's not quite <laughs> right.
3: What is this? Choke? Don't choke on your. There it
2: is. Yep, Boom. That's Remember it. Remember that one. Yeah, I here. got it. I got it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Remember that one. Because he's, ba- yeah, he's in the back. Yeah, because he's in the back. Okay. But like, but even better. Like, just while we're on the Darth Vader moment. Like, I. Some people have said they didn't like Rogue One. Rogue One is my favorite of the new Star Wars movies. Dirty communists. Right. Yes. Exactly. It's my favorite of the new <laughs> Star Wars movies. But that part when the rebels have the plans. And they're running, and I'm like, okay, they're going to get away from this. They're going to be fine because now we're going to get in, into a new uh-huh. hope, and then everything gets quiet on that ship, and then you hear the breathing, and, and I'm the like, fucking lightsaber comes on, dude. Oh boy, I, I don't want to say I jizzed in my pants because <laughs> that would be that would be crude, um, but like it was, yeah.
2: <laughs> Perhaps her pants were suddenly tighter than they were
4: before. Yes,
1: there you go.
2: There's n- so I always thought Vader was really cool looking, and I thought yes. he was a great villain. But there yes. was never a time that I was scared of him. Oh, yeah. I never found Darth Vader frightening. Like, I know a lot of people have stories that are like, oh, yeah. he terrified me so much. And I was like, "Yes. Yeah. Ah, why cool. would the
1: Rebels ever be afraid of him? That's why. And that whole scene. I'm like, yeah. oh, God. This is ter- I- I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. Like, oh, yeah. It's, so, it's like legitimately I have, scary. I have that movie, and it's on Netflix. I've watched that particular scene on Netflix probably three hundred times because it's so fucking cool. There
2: was a. Did you see a bunch of cosplayers recreated it at a con? Yes, where they're they're, (laughs)
1: like somebody had to get something with a credit card and they're running the credit card. Yeah, and there's 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 sliding glass double doors. somebody's
2: (laughs) waiting. Go on, go on, hand it over, hand it over. And somebody finally gets it and they pull their arm through and the doors close. It's fantastic.
1: Oh man. Um
2: I think my favorite
3: thing about that scene is that what it says about Leia in episode 4 where she's basically just like constantly sassing Vader. It's like, "Did you
2: not know about
3: what happened in world? There's Rogue
2: no one? way. Yeah, there's no because, way she knew about like, any of that. Like, like what? You're like, "Oh, talking what big shit." A bunch well, of guys nobody... just piss themselves. Cuz <laughs>
1: no, nobody could have told her because they're all dead. dead. Cuz yeah, he they're all dead. murdered all of them. Not just the men, but the women and the children. He killed them all. <laughs> Like, and that, that was the thing too. It was, it was the first time, like they had promised us that when they were, when they were pro- promoting Rogue One, they were like, you're going to get to see Darth Vader doing some Darth Vader shit. And I was just like, it's about time. And then it, and then it prom, and then it fulfilled it. Like that rest of that movie could have just been like them sitting in a room talking <laughs> and that one scene at the end would have totally made it. I would have made the like best Star Wars movie ever. God. Like it was, it was that. Oh, it was so good. That whole sequence, man. He stabs yeah. the guy
2: through the through the door, and then the door opens, and then he yeah. just drops
1: the body. Just drops the body. He doesn't need. I don't need this anymore. Oh, they. Um. I'm trying to think of um some other scenes where Vader just like just mopped the floor with people that that I was just really impressed with. Like in general. Um, there was one in particular. I'm trying to remember. Like Steve and I. Oh yeah, Steve, you were telling me about like one of the books because like one of the things that like is really interesting if you think about it, when we get into the the original trilogy. Technically, none of those people have seen Jedi. Yeah. Because Jedi all died about, what, 20, 30 years ago? Easily, yeah. They don't, they don't exist anymore. Yeah. So, like, for them to see some crazy dude with a laser sword just show up, and first off, you can't shoot him because he can block it with his hand. Secondly, he can pick you up and choke you and then throw you across the room with his mind. And then he's got this laser sword that can eviscerate you in a matter of seconds.
2: Fucking like an angry shadow breathing through his mouth. It, You're like, yeah. what is
1: going on? And then, like, Steve, I, remember, <laughs> I think you were telling me about some there was some story where there were like some smugglers and Vader just like like mops the floor with them and they're all like, holy crap, this thing is a Jedi. Wait, I thought all the Jedi were dead. And he's like, no, he's a really, really angry Jedi. Does this there's ring- a
3: lot of really cool Vader stuff in the yeah. books. Like, yeah. there's some really not good stuff because, <laughs> you know, like in the 90s, like after, you know, after the Return of the Jedi, you know, there, there was that dark period, like the late 80s, early 90s, and they just went all after Jedi. Yeah. So there wasn't a whole lot of Vader stuff then. Then you had your prequels and all the books were Clone Wars and Old Republic. And, and, and so there wasn't a ton of Vader stuff there. But when they did have the little bit of Vader stuff, it ended up being pretty cool. Like my favorite trilogy is Timothy Zahn's um, trilogy of, of um, the freaking – dark force rising basically all the stuff man. with all
1: the stuff yeah, yeah. with um with uh what's his name
3: Mar- mara jade and, yeah. and, and grand admiral thrawn, thrawn and all that that's what stuff. i was thinking of, yeah. yeah and like there is like this the, a huge huge plot point is this species called the nogri and they're these tiny little slimy gray assassins and they're this super tribal culture and everything and they set up that they were completely loyal to vader because they had uh star destroyer crashed and wiped out all the ecology on their planet and then the empire came down and said like oh yeah these jerk rebels did that we'll help you uh and they don't really help them they just kind of slowly 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 are helping their economy and everything just to keep them enslaved basically and they're obsessed with vader and it's set up where he's like vader showed up once left such an impression on them they're like they obsessed with him so much that when they smell his scent on Leia, they worship her. Yeah, and Vader was <laughs> there. Her, once. Yeah, they call her. La- they call her he Lady was there Vader. Yeah, one time. Yeah. you know what I mean. And then like the rest of the Empire was allowed to use them as
1: assassins. Again, like like M Bison. You know, for yeah. you, when Vader showed yeah. up to yeah. your planet, <laughs> it was the greatest thing ever. You're going to worship me as a god. You're going to treat my daughter as your deity. For me, it was a Tuesday.
2: It's just something I had to do.
1: We had to stop over. I didn't want to go.
2: <laughs> and these guys were
1: like, "Oh my God! Did you see that guy?" you see that sword red thing that he had it was chopping through everything <laughs> he breathes so loud kind of though
0: building I love.
3: yeah you know what i mean and yeah. that's that's why i like star wars so much i, I mean
1: they do. just they do such a good job world building like yeah. that yeah i feel bad because poor marcus here has just been like listening to us nerd out for for <laughs> most of this episode um I think we're going to go and wrap things up here because we've done we've okay. done a solid hour and a half, guys. Um, this this was so much fun though. We did we, this was great stuff. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to do is Mr. James Rambo. Yes, sir. You were an incredibly talented artist. Oh, thank you. You did a great depiction of uh of Falcon Cap punching out Richard Spencer, an, an unnamed neo-Nazi. I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that and like some. I mean, you you do lots of great art. If someone wanted to see your artwork, or maybe perhaps pay you to, to draw things, well, how would they be able to do such a thing?
2: So, um, I'm on Etsy, uh, Art of James Rambo. So, it's etsy.com slash shop slash Art of James Rambo. Um, I'm all over the Twitters and the Facebooks and such. If you search uh, at Rambozus, R-A-M-B-O-Z-U-S, you'll find me on Instagram and Twitter and all kinds of stuff. Um Let's see what else. Um, I will. Act, you can see me in person at uh, at Fairfax Comic Con in August, uh, August 25th and 26th, I believe, in Chantilly. Um, if you search Fairfax Comic Con uh, and Chantilly, you will be able to pull stuff up. Um, so I'll have a table there. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, you know, drawing is something I've been doing for years and years, and it's fun. And um, I, I I find that you know, there's, there's enough awful. Going on in the world, so I try to bring you know some fun and some some cute there things into it. Um, that uh that that Falcon Cap was actually commissioned from my friend um, from my friend Stephanie Smith, yeah. uh, who her herself is a is a crafter and such. Um, uh, Redfish Roofish, she does like bracelets and buttons and all, all manner of thing. But yeah, she was like, I need to, I need you to draw Falcon Cap punching out an alt right neo Nazi. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> can do, Dine not a problem, and Dine. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's actually, I have, there's a limited series of series of those. I think I have
1: like 19 left. Oh really? Uh, and then that is it. Nice. Is there anything like, cause I mean you you do the prints. I do the prints. I mean, do you have, I mean, are, is the goal to do your own book? Is the goal to, I have had
2: an idea that I've been kicking around in my head for over a decade at this point. Yeah. Um, God, over 14 years at this point. Um, about a uh, an angry lawn gnome. Uh, I just I need to kind right. and do it. Uh, okay. I feel like if I tell enough people about it, I will feel obligated to make it.
1: Um, <laughs> well, now you're telling. I mean, we have between GGR and between Rock Deep Rogue Radio, we have like eight thousand listeners. Wonderful. So, yeah. um, <laughs>
2: if you if you see me, you are encouraged to be like, so where's that book about Edgar? And I'll be like, I I didn't make it yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe I'll feel bad enough, and I'll and I'll feel obligated to make it. Um, but yeah, man, I do like, uh, commissions on the spot at, at conventions and, yep. and sell a bunch of
1: prints and, um, what is yeah. the, what is the craziest, what is the craziest request for commission you've ever gotten? Oh man. Cause I, I can, I can give you one that we got at wizard world, uh, in Philly one year. That was There was pretty a nice. guy
2: who, I don't know if I should say this. Um. Oh God. That sounds <laughs> good. So, it, I mean, so like it. it
0: was, it was,
2: <laughs> it was clear that this man did not want to be sharing this with me. He did not want to be telling me about this thing that he wanted, but he didn't, but he, have, but he wanted it, but he wanted it. And, he, and he, he's like, I need a physical version of this. I need this outside of my head so I can look at it clearly while I masturbate. Um, <laughs> and so the way he, he asked me for it, he would, so I'm sitting at my table at Baltimore a couple years back and guy comes over and, and my good friend, Chris Scott sent him over to me, you asshole. Um, <laughs> He, he comes over, and he's like, hey, uh, you doing commissions? And he says that he, – so, so he, he comes over to the table. He's like three feet away from the table. He takes one long step forward. He says, hey, are you doing commissions? And then he takes one long step backward. <laughs> and I say, yeah, man. What do, you, what do you want? And then he takes one long step forward, and he says, "Um, do you uh, – um, have you ever – has anybody ever drawn a, a green Dalek? And I was like, uh, I – I mean, there's like the this was right after like right around the Matt Smith time. Okay. Um I was like, well there's like the there's like the military ones. There's like the olive green, He's like no nah, no, nah, nah, like a like a green green. I was like, I don't think so, no. <laughs> and so this this goes on for a while and, and what he asks for is a um a sexy lady robot body <laughs> with a Dalek head. And I was like Sure, I can do that. I was like, "Do you want her doing?" It? He's like, "No, it just... I, I just... that." It's <laughs> like, "All right." Um, and and he then never picked it up. Uh, I got paid
1: for it. <laughs> I, I still that's have a, it. That's a very specific. It is a very right. specific. Go beat. to artists, and, make them draw some crazy shit, <laughs> well, and then never pick it up.
2: <laughs> he was he and I look, man. I'm not here to, to shit on this guy. He paid yeah. me money to draw a thing, and that's awesome. Um, if you're listening, dude, I still have it. Just send me like five bucks and I'll mail it to you. Um, he just was like, I, I really, when it, he, he was like, sorry. So he didn't come to the show the next day. Yeah. And repeated contact with him, I was like, look, man, just, just, I'll be here. I'll be here from this time to this time. And he just sends me a dress, and I was like, all right, well, I'll send me like five bucks and I'll mail it to you. And then he's like, well, could you just, could you just scan it? I was like, yeah, sure, sure, I can scan it for you. Not a problem. I can also give you the hard copy. You know? And mind like, you,
1: he has already paid you. Oh, yeah. He okay. paid for
2: it 100%. Um, yeah. All, all, all commissions are paid upfront in full. Um, Smart. But yeah. I, there's there's too many.
1: You learn yeah. once the hard way. Dude, yeah. it's
2: – everybody wants art, but nobody wants wants to, to earn art.
1: Yeah. Um, I, my favorite is the uh, – can you just, like, do a sketch or something? I mean,
2: it's just, like, you do it for fun, right? Like, you just – I mean, like, my little cousin can draw – and I was like, okay,
1: great. Well then, then um, fucking have Timmy draw you a yeah, picture exactly, of Cyclops, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: But no, he was he was he was a really nice guy. He was yep. clearly like a really awkward dude. But yeah, that's to date, that's been that's been the that's been like the most uncomfortable one. Yeah. One of the other sort of like weird ones I got was somebody wanted an image and I'm blanking on his name, but he was the okay. guy who played the master in the David Tennant run of the Doctor uh, Doctor Who. The one who basically John
1: something. I can't remember his name, but he ended up um Yeah. Um it wasn't John Hurt, wasn't it?
2: No no no, he was but he was no. he, he's a he's you know a British actor. Yeah. He uh he was in some like low budget comedy and this woman asked me for or, or non-gender specific person. I don't actually know. Um <laughs> John Sim. John Sim, yes. Yeah. They were like John Sim was in this movie and he gives this monologue in this one scene and I want you to draw him from that one scene. And I was like, "Okay." And they chose one particular still of him giving that monologue yeah. and I drew that and I was like, "That that's it." Is, is there anything else? And it's just him wearing like a t-shirt, <laughs> like kind of his arms spread, yeah. like I'm talking. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that is super specific. That yeah. is like a thing you really, really we... love. Mm-hmm. Good on you.
1: So we got to. <laughs> I think everybody though has a specific moment. And I'll give you one. Uh, we got to meet uh, Brian O'Halloran. Oh, awesome! From Clerks. Yeah. And um, my art. My best friend Ben is an artist um, who did the comic book that we worked on. And when we went up to him and we met him, we asked him if we, he would sign for us because we gave him a comic book. He's like, this is awesome. I love I love what you guys did. We're like, can we get an autograph? He was like, yes. He's like, what would you like me to put on it? And I was like, do you remember that scene in the Clerks animated series when you're in Leonardo Leonardo's office and you start making fun of him because of the sh- shape of the building? He's like, yeah, the L-shaped building. <laughs> so he puts, he puts on the autograph... Uh, oh, and, like, your name, Leonardo Leonardo and the shape of your building and the name of an L in case you would forget your name. <laughs> love Brian O'Halloran. And, like, it was just, like, well, nerds all have specific things that Absolutely. they love, right? But the fact that I said that to him and he was just like, oh, fuck, I love that scene. Yes. I know exactly and, what that is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, That's and, fantastic. And he, like, he's writing it. And he's, like, tee he, like, giggling to himself as he's writing it. It was it was awesome. Like, I, I think we've all had moments like that, though. Oh,
2: yeah, totally. I mean, like, yeah. I'm trying to think of, you know. Something's really specific for me. Yeah, um, I got nothing. Um, can I but, tell uh, you?
1: Can I tell you a really interesting one that we ran into, Steve? I don't know if I told you this story not. or not, but um, when <laughs> myself and Marcus and Yolanda went to AwesomeCon, uh-huh. just just this past AwesomeCon, we got to meet the guy who was running. Um, I'm not even going to say it because, first off, they're a big name. Secondly, I don't want to burn any bridges. Sure, but yeah. this was such a unique experience. It was very, very unique. Okay, so we we meet the dude, and like he's he's very tall, right? And we're having this interaction, and he's just like he's talking about his his con thing that they do, and he was just like, yeah, it's really cool, it's really fun, and we'd love to have you guys out, and we're like, fuck yeah, we like coming out and stuff for free, and like, hi, nice to meet you. I stick my hand out. My name is Mike, and he's and I'm gonna change his name for anonymity purposes. He goes, my name is Kittens, and I was like. Like, that's your nickname? He busts out his ID, right? Opens his wallet, shows us his name is Kittens. And I was like...
0: (laughs) Okay. Word? Okay. sure.
1: And then he goes into this story (laughs) about why his name is Kittens. He's like, so I have multiple personality disorder, and I had 25 different individual personalities, right? And he starts rattling off all these names of all the people that he was, and I'm like... And all of a sudden, like, the exorcist music is playing in the back of my head because, like, all I can think of is, like, I need to get away from this. Like, it's – I want to leave, but I can't because it's – and let me state this right now. I understand that everybody with mental issues – I mean, we – and we just talked about this with Anthony Bourdain. that This is a serious thing. But this is also – we're at a comic book convention and there's no like. Listen, I know this is weird, okay? But the guy's just like, this is completely normal. I think it's the most normal yeah. thing in the world. Yeah. My name is Kittens, and here's why it's Kittens. And he just he just he puts it out there, and like he explains it to me. And I was like, well, yeah, obviously, if I had multiple personalities, and then I reestablished myself, and I had a new identity because I was taking medication and I was seeing a, a mental health professional, I would also change my name to Kittens, like, why, right? right? Like, yeah. like, like you do. Yeah, exactly. And like, it was just so odd. And we walk away, and I'm looking at Marcus, and I'm looking at Yolanda. And I'm like, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> we and like have it wrapped up in in the enigma
3: that is a Comic Con, where you already don't know what is real and what isn't real. Uh, yeah, right. you know, when, when you when you're dealing with with different individuals there. Yeah. So I mean, you have
1: that layer on top of it too. I just I feel like one of two things happened: either that was true, or Kittens is playing this long game. Play on us, right? Like we're gonna meet him at like one of these events, and he's just gonna be like, like drinking a beer, and he's gonna have like a backwards hat on, and he's just gonna be like, "Oh, I'm just fucking with you guys." And we were yeah. like, "What?" what is- My name is Puppies. <laughs> and we were just like, <laughs> <laughs> and it'll just be slow golf applause. Well Bravo. done, Kittens. That was great. <laughs> like you said earlier,
3: yes. you'll get the the, the old man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: well played. Well played, Kittens. Oh guys, on. On that note, this has been a wonderful... Oh, wait. I have something that I have to play for you, Uh, Mr. James Rambo. Okay. Are you ready for this? I'm as ready as I'm going to be. James Rambo, you are... The Geek of the Week. Oh, yes. buddy. So <laughs> we had Mister <laughs> we had Mister Rambo on uh, for very specific reasons. One, because we wanted to talk comic books. Two, because he's an awesomely talented artist. And one of the things that we do at GGR is we want to focus on people who are passionate about the things they do. They're, they're geeks about the things that they do. This guy is a geek about art. He's a geek about his profession, his craft. You got to see his stuff. You got to buy his stuff. I mean, Mar- uh, MC, you were looking at his stuff
4: online. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot. Charmaine, you were looking at it here. too. Yeah. yeah, like it's.
1: It, it it makes it makes my heart swell that I have friends who are talented as fuck at stuff, and like I think that that is the kind of things we should be supporting. We shouldn't be like going out and being like, oh, I'm gonna buy this Captain America shirt from Target. No, buy <laughs> buy some shit that that somebody you know made, you know, and like that's the kind of thing that I want, and that and I want to be able to spread that. And that's when, with Steve and I, like when we when we brought GGR back, that was one of the things that we wanted to focus on, It's because like for a while we were really really trying to beat other other like avenues. We were trying to be like cracked.com. Yeah. Or, we were trying to be right.
3: Target that was selling the Captain America shirt yeah. instead oh, yeah. of being the being the little mom and pop shop, you know?
1: Yeah. And that's and, and we're specialized and that's what we want to specialize on. Is if we're gonna take our time and do this and spend two hours and for you guys who drove down here to Fredericksburg on a <laughs> Friday. Two hours. Exactly. This is like a five hour investment. You know? So like I there needs to be something that we're getting out of this. And right. like we should all be helping each other in that vein. MC Brooks, you've got a show on Rock Deep Rogue Radio. Yes. It's called The Overflow, but you also have another show that you started. We're, little inside tip here, guys. MC Brooks is starting, slowly but surely, we're getting him on to being able to do all of his stuff himself. I think what you're going to end up seeing here is that within the next year, this dude's going to be putting out so much content, you're just going to be like, holy crap. Like This is the MC Who Brooks show. He actually runs Rock Deep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> It'll be the MC Brooks Rogue Radio show, basically. Um, but he's working on a new project. Um, Indeed. Yeah, just lots of, lots of cool stuff. Tell us about what you're doing, man. And I wanted to say something. You put something on social media where you're like, I think my music career is dead. Don't Give up on your I, music I, career,
4: well, man. I, I deleted that. You did. I'm glad. Because I like, I had like, I had like eight people hit me up and was like, yeah. So let's talk about this that you put up the other day. And I'm like, uh you got browbeaten yeah. you and you're taking it down. Yeah, I was like, all right. Because I was, I was just gonna leave it. I was like, well, I don't feel this way anymore. But it's already up. Whatever, I don't care. And then yeah. people kept uh inboxing me about it. And I'm like, oh,
1: fuck. but that's awesome, though, man. That's awesome yeah, like that we're sh- all like that. We're all we're this thing that I wanted to do. Yeah. It, it's starting to work. Like we're all supporting each other. Like that's awesome. And I'm glad that you're not giving it up because In, like nobody yeah. should give up their the things that they're passionate about.
4: Indeed. I mean I mean and and that that's actually kind of what actually got me started with hitting you up to yep. even join Rock Deep. Yeah. Because I had given up on radio and I was like, oh, okay, one last Aaron Rodgers, Hail Mary, and see what happens. And here I am.
1: There you go. I caught it for you. There you
4: go. <laughs> Yeah, tell yeah. us tell us a little about about uh,
1: the overflow. Tell us a little bit about um, crap. I forgot the name of the show. Yeah, the yeah, second cole- one, uh,
4: collective failure. Collective failure.
1: <laughs> How? I mean, that's that's wonderful, isn't it? Like that's fantastic, though. yeah. <laughs> collective failure, the podcast. I love it.
4: Yeah, indeed. Uh, well, the overflow. Um, the overflow is is my main main show. It's it's yeah. kind of a, a combination of just kind of all the things that I like, and. What I discuss on the overflow can pretty much change from minute to minute, like I might go into a show thinking, "Oh yeah we're gonna'm gonna talk about Sonic the Hedgehog today and then get to the show and I have a two hour conversation about pizza or fries <laughs> or something like that, which if you go yeah. and listen to our previous episodes, I did rank oh your pizza best, chains? Yeah. yeah, I did yeah. rank my pizza chains and the yeah. best fast food fries yeah and that's something you're gonna get every. Every episode, which is just a random hot take about something that I like. There's never going to be anything serious, just something fun. This is why we work well together. Steve and I and a uh, fellow associate Jess one time did an entire
1: episode about what was better Wawa or Sheets. So
4: <laughs> That's a like uh, a legit that's debate, a, man. A, like ooh, I know a lot it was of people a, get really passionate. That about a, that. Oh yeah, no, it got it got is real, real passionate.
1: Sheets? Yeah, we were we were almost done there that's for a, a minute. Wow, <laughs> a, yeah. Steve is Steve is from Western Pennsylvania where there is no Wawa. And um, I'm from DC where there's only Wawa. And then Sheets came later. And Sheets was like this like ooh. Imagine sheets is like the Johnny come lately. Yeah, the new kid that shows up in high school, right? But he's kind of redneck. when When everybody else is outside being cool and they're smoking cigarettes, he's got you know, a wad of dip in his lip, and he's like, "I do this so you don't catch the fields on fire." And you're like, all right, Hillbilly. But then he starts explaining to you the shit that he eats. He's like, imagine this sandwich, if you will, right? It's pulled pork, but not only is it pulled pork, it's Carolina barbecue sauce. And then we put mozzarella cheese sticks on top of it, and it's on a pretzel bun. And you're just like,
2: what? I'm sorry. I can't get past the dip. Is that really why they chew tobacco? Is yes. that a legit thing? Yes. So they yeah, You never down. know what's going to come out of Michael Unford's mouth.
1: Yes, exactly. Oh, God. This is, this is true, though. T-I-L. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, Uh. right? (laughs) See, but this is the thing, is we all grew up, the three of us all grew up in the DMV, right? Right, yeah. But I grew up further south. So I have this experience that, like, I got the DC vibe. You know, I got the yeah. cosmopolitan, like, if you see somebody on the street and they smile at you, the first thing you're like is, what the fuck do they yeah. want? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't I have any money for yeah. you. Know. Exactly. That's the, <laughs> that's the first thing that you think. But then there's also this extra southern country vibe that I got going on, too, where you know stuff like that, where, like, if you have to kill a squirrel and eat it, don't do it during the winter, because there's a parasite that lives in them that will kill you if you eat it. So you wait till the summertime when the parasite is dead. So there you go. Good to know. There you go. Just in case you needed to know such things. All right. The more you know. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah, what means. <laughs> just in case you ever need squirrel, there it is. Hospital. Go to the hospital, <laughs> to the hospital. <laughs> now. No, I have to go now. I just learned
2: something, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Brooks. I'm so curious. Best fries, best pizza.
4: Oh, uh, I think. The pizza I remember being Lido's. I think that was my number. Uh, yeah, that was my number one. Lido's was my that's, number that's one. That's also like a DC area. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is the best thing people have. And you're like, it's okay. They're like,
1: but it's square. Why is it <laughs> it's
4: square? Square and it's flaky.
1: And like, what's going on? They're not using mozzarella. There's provolone. Who the fuck puts provolone on a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit.
2: What about the fries? Where, where
1: are we, where are we uh, come down on what that? What
4: was my who was my number one?
1: Your fries was a was a sleeper. It ended up being, um, it was KFC's wedges.
4: Was it number one? I think it was, was either that, that or the,
1: it was either that or Arby's curly fries.
4: No, uh, no.
1: Steve, what's your number one go-to uh, French it. fry? Oh, see, I haven't eaten.
3: No, I'm not a French fry guy, though. I mean, yeah. don't get me. Wrong. Oh, that's right, because in Pittsburgh the... they put them
1: on the sandwiches. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, they're not their own thing. <laughs> and then you just get a second sandwich as your side, uh,
0: nice.
3: so, <laughs> like cookout. I, yeah. I gotta say though, and it's probably more so because of the sauce, but. Chick-fil-A's waffle fries and you get you get that barbecue sauce in between them.
2: It's so oh, funny pretty, that you say mm, that because I was going to say those are the worst fries. Really? Well, and here's the reason why. Ooh. Here's the reason why. One, hot take. I mean, yeah. they're under salted, which is a problem. But two, the waffle fry is the worst designed fry in terms of staying hot. Waffle fries are soggy. built yes. so like oh, it, yes. it, it's, it's like when yes. you're building yes. a fire. Yes. It, 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 yes. it, it's 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 like so you get like maximum crunch, but you get minimum. You end up with cold fries by the end of it, unless you're like you know really like pulling Starring a goose down, and just yeah. like throwing them down your gullet. <laughs> your, um, your
3: science is on point. I mean, I'm not, but
2: like I, I in high school
3: I worked at Chick fil A, and in full disclosure, I do have a sheets bag to my right with the sandwich. Right? <laughs> I come by an honest, right? But um, <laughs> no, I worked there and I, I mean, I made those fries and you're, you're dead on. You need to eat them immediately. Like it, 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 the second you get though, that bag of food. The clock is ticking. Yeah. I just I
1: wanted um, to state that we were gonna getting... end at nine thirty, but we're just gonna keep running. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't care. Right, yeah. Like this <laughs> is the first <laughs> podcast we've done in a while, so just let's just keep running. I like this.
3: Yeah, we got important <laughs> potato fryology discussions. Obviously. Obviously. I'm um, this. So yes. the audience
1: is wrapped for this. So.
3: <laughs> yeah. No, but if you get it right and I'm telling you like the, the what you're losing with the waffle fry, you're gain like the surface area dissipates heat. You're dead on, but it also provides a larger surface area to get the condiment of your choice on there. That's fair. And I That's just can't like, argue that. Yeah. I love Chick-fil-A's barbecue sauce so much. You just dunk it in there and watch it Goo up like a volcano coming through all those little holes. Oh, it's delicious!
1: <laughs> hey, man, people—the people that are listening in Hawaii—are like, too soon, man. Too like, soon. Whoa, easy. <laughs> no,
3: I just let them. We I didn't just even mention a the brain. Of delicious, <laughs> delicious. <meat. laughs>
1: If it had been Polynesian sauce, then it would have been. Would perfect. Have been really perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Which is even more of a red too. So yeah. <laughs> oh man, we're horrible people.
4: Um yeah. I okay, so I didn't really weigh in on the French fry thing last yeah. time. I, I mean, I I, I remember my my number one was Popeyes. I remember. Oh, I think, I think, Popeyes fries are really the Cajun was, fries. Yeah, the Cajun yeah. fries. Those, that was my number one. That is one. a
1: good choice. I'm. I don't know, man. There's something magical about Arby's curly fries. Yep. And like. You could in most places a bracket. There are one seed. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, obviously. Like it's you can go to Arby's and you can get just curly fries and you'd be OK. You can go to McDonald's and you can get French fries and you're probably wishing that you got some chicken nuggets or like a, a cheeseburger or something. Burger King, you go and you get French fries. You're going to be like, why did I do this to myself? <laughs> <laughs> But like you're going like I got that squirrel disease that Mike was talking about earlier. After eating fries. <laughs> you got to stay away from that squirrel. Disease. You can't even say that either without like wanting to go into a cut co- like a country accent. You gotta watch out for that squirrel <laughs> disease. Squirrel what? disease. You gotta stay away from that <laughs> man. I tell you what, fry parasites. You gotta stay away from them parasites, man. I will tell you what, knee high
3: to a grasshopper. That's <laughs> the only thing I know about being southern.
1: That one and then there's the other version of the southern accent, which is the the very sophisticated where you say things like "furthermore."
2: F- furthermore, furthermore, furthermore. speaking
1: of such a place as Fredericksburg,
2: <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> like he's like I, an Atlanta gentleman, exactly like
1: a southern, like a southern gentleman who would say something really racist, but it sounds kind of intelligent, you know, right. and you're just so like, your suit, yeah, exactly, yeah, it has yeah. His suspenders. Like a, so and yeah. that,
3: You're saying that's America's version of an English person, like exactly. they can say anything, but they got that sophisticated yeah. accent. But then the other version of southern's like Cockney accent, where yeah. you're like, what?
2: I don't yeah. understand a word yeah. you just said. Like British Bo- rednecks, yeah, like
1: Boomhauer from from King of the Hill. Yeah, but yeah. The,
2: with the with the Cockney, it's much more just like because Boomhauer, it's, it's mostly speed. Yeah, with with the Cockney, it's more just like unintelligible, yeah. but still slow. <laughs> and then they like, use
1: words that don't even make sense.
2: Yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, the rhyming slang, if you know the, yeah. if you know how it works, it makes sense. But it's, if yeah. there's a whole like secret. You know, you need to know the. It was background so that they could talk shit. to each other
1: and and code against the prison guards. Yeah, and it's, it's shit. fucking insane. Um But like, as far as French fries go, like, there's okay. You guys don't have a lot of them up north, but they're down south, and that's Bojangles. Sorry, I was. I'm literally yeah. going to yeah.
2: Bojangles for dinner tonight. It's yeah. next to the Sonic. Oh, you saw it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He absolutely.
1: Was... <laughs> I like that you came down for this episode and you're scoping out fast oh food my joints. Oh,
2: Dude, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a coincidence that I found a Sonic <laughs> down, when I got down here. I was like, wait, Fredericksburg, that's pretty far. South. Oh, man. And I absolutely 100% was... made sure that I was hit might... that up on Sonic the way. Is down. Yep. Sonic that
4: is was... mythical. You it is mythical. back yes.
3: in the day, uh, I think it was Game Show Network. They had that, like, dodgeball league Like the same time the Dodgeball movie came out. I do. Yeah, vaguely. Sonic was a sponsor, yeah. Are they They sponsored it? And they would would show a map with all the Sonics on it. And this is like middle school. And me and my brother were watching it. And there was not a single dot anywhere in Pennsylvania except for Philadelphia. There's one in Philadelphia. And we were just like, oh, my God. They're showing all these amazing shakes and drinks. And we just want one in this area so bad. It was like what what, what, you guys must have felt before Sheets got there. The story
2: (laughs) so bad. The story I've heard, and I don't know how apocryphal it is, uh, is that Sonic advertises like two or five hundred miles away from their nearest location, so that when you see one, you're like, "Oh my god, we have to stop."
1: This is this is is actually (laughs) true. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a legit thing? Yeah. Yeah. Bastards. Well, like, and it's. Oh, go
3: ahead, Steve. I was just gonna say they must be responsible for a dramatic number of like car accidents.
2: <laughs> <laughs> People just <laughs> across lanes. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you know
1: what's funny about Sonic though is, and it's gonna sound, and you guys are gonna hate me because you don't have them. And you're like, but eh, like, okay. yeah, Sonic is Sonic <laughs> is just like meh. It's just like eh, eh, you know, I don't really want to go. Yeah, exactly, is
4: very basic. It is basic. Yeah, it's,
1: yeah, is but like okay. it's <sighs> it's it's upsetting because. I lived in Woodbridge for a long time, and Woodbridge didn't have them. Yeah, and it was just like you'd see the commercials, and you're just like, Sonic. Sonic. <laughs> mm. Like, and then yeah. you go down to Fredericksburg, and now I live here, and now it's just like I don't even go.
2: I so I used to work <laughs> in Manassas for a couple months, yeah. And there's a Roy Rogers out there, dude. And wow. it was it was it was like four or five blocks away from my job. Yeah, and I, was like, I know. I, I know I the Roy Rogers a chicken you're sandwich with... every day. Yeah, I'm strawberry shortcake all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Awesome.
1: just imagine a fried chicken sandwich. With bacon, cheese, and then this golden barbecue oh sauce—it's it's like a honey mustard barbecue sauce. Like I, I can't even describe it, like without touching myself because it's—it's <laughs> it's so goddamn good. And like I'm, I'm six hours away from you right now. Right. What's funny is is when when you had Steve when you had your um, bachelor party on my way up from Virginia to Pennsylvania. There was a Roy Rogers, and I pulled the Sonic move where it was like I saw the Roy Rogers, and it was breakfast time, and I was like, (laughs) slammed on the brakes, flipped a U-turn, like in the middle of like 81, you know, because that's only a major highway, no big deal, and like went to this Roy Rogers and sat in the dining room by myself at six o'clock in the morning because they had just opened, (laughs) and I was like, I want this breakfast platter, and they just looked at me like I was a psychopath because they were like, everybody else is getting this to go, why are you sitting in our dining room? We haven't flipped the. the uh, chairs off the table, and I'm like, I don't care. This is an experience. That's why. Yeah, I will take this myself. Thank you. You know, <laughs> like, don't this. even, <laughs> don't even take the. Ch- the chairs off i will do it myself yeah, i got it yeah and cuz i built like kind of like a little a fort too yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I built i built like a little fort like i took one chair off like in the corner sure. and then left the other ones around so yeah. that i was in, encased in my own fortress of solitude Yeah. so i could eat my little breakfast plate and it wasn't little either it was no, like of course not. It, and of course it was covered in gravy
2: yes and it was absolutely. just it was <laughs> wonderful
1: and then of course we went That's up there all things should be yeah right <laughs> everything, everything covered in gravy if it's not in sausage gravy it's wrong basically sure yeah so I don't know how the hell we got onto this. Oh, yeah, Roy Rogers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Roy Rogers, there was one right up the street from me when I grew up. And then Roy Rogers got bought out by Hardee's.
2: Yeah, so, like, I had one, like, a half mile, maybe a mile away yeah. from my place. And it uh, it turned into a Boston Market, which, hey, I got nothing against the Boston Market, no. but it's not the same thing. It's not Roy Rogers. <laughs> no. it's drastically different yeah. uh, uh, restaurants. Um. And so, yeah, like... Particularly around like PG County, like there's none. Yeah. You know, I, like the, I, 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 you know, there's the one in Manassas, there's one further, like in, I want to say, like southern Maryland.
1: Yeah. But that's yeah. sort of it. Yeah. There's one, there's one on Route One in Alexandria. Yeah. That's right next to, it. yeah, right near Mount Vernon. Yeah. So if you're, if you're feeling, you know, historical and you want to go see where George Washington like chopped down a cherry tree or some shit. Um, <laughs> And then you're just like, I also want to go to Roy Rogers. Then it's like right across the street. Because obviously that's where George Washington went when Clearly Martha right. was pissing him off as yeah. he went to Roy Rogers. Yeah, yeah it's the it's, it's yeah. yeah. He had to get the fries. Yeah, yeah the Cowboys named <laughs> after for the restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A I mean, it's not some fancy, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so now we're on this rare fast food thing. I want to keep talking about this for a okay. second. All okay. All right. Let's go. Rare fast food joints that you don't see everywhere. But when you see one, you got to stop. And I got one. Okay, And in fact, you might actually have to change your plans. Instead of going to Bojangles, you might have to go to Cookout if you've never been to Cookout. I have never been to a Cookout. Yeah, go. (laughs) Okay. So imagine going to a place that has hamburgers, french fries, cheeseburgers, chicken sandwiches, those sorts of things. And instead of being like, I would like a combo meal, and you just automatically assumed that you want to get french fries, right? You can get your cheeseburger or double bacon cheeseburger if you so feel inclined. And then they're saying, would you like chicken nuggets, another burger, a hot dog? What would you like on the side? And you're like, wait, I don't have to have french fries. I can get other sandwiches. I can have a sandwich as my side to a sandwich.
4: Or you can get both. You can get another sandwich and fries as sides. (laughs) yes. For under ever evolving yes. meal
2: yeah. yeah you know
4: it's like under for like <laughs> yeah. under four bucks yeah you know how like <laughs> if you you know how if
1: you take a mirror and you put it up against another mirror you basically have this like weird portal thing yeah. where it's just like yeah endless... the parallax view of, <laughs> yeah. yeah
4: exactly but with hot dogs
2: but with hot exactly <laughs> it's that scene seeing the last Jedi where Ray is snapping and they're all snapping. except except but it's, it's Ray eating a hot dog it's, yeah, yeah it's it's hot dogs like, <laughs> no every one I of them has a different sandwich yeah. everyone yeah. has a different sandwich.
1: Oh, and it just ties back. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, okay, so that's one you got to stop at. But there's also another southern one that we don't really have here, but there's one in Roanoke. There's one, um, and, it, it. and they're talking about doing one here, hopefully, fingers crossed, and that's Zaxby's. Yes.
4: Ooh. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Yo,
4: what, what is going on over there? Oh, you
1: don't know, you don't know
4: about yes. Zaxby's? Yo. Okay. Someone was. If Zaxby's were up here, they would happening? absolutely be in my top five. Yeah. Right.
2: Charmaine busted out the church <laughs>
4: clap. <clout>. That was. In fact, Zaxby's. Yeah, The yes. church The church <laughs> clap. <laughs> Zaxby's would be a number one fry seed, wouldn't it? Absol- yes, they have, they have the crinkle. They have the crinkle cut fries. Yeah, yeah.
2: crinkle cut are the best yes. of all fries. Yeah. It would
4: absolutely be a number one. Yeah,
2: see, Steve, like Steve, that in terms of surface area, the crinkle cut is the, is the best because you the get happy medium. You get it's you not get straight steak fry, but it's not the full waffle. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you you get the, the it's 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 the daywalker of fries. I'll call it. <laughs> <laughs> you get all the benefits with none of the drawbacks. Uh, some motherfuckers
1: always trying to ice skate up here. <laughs>
2: Oh, he wow. said that. He said that line in that movie, and I was
1: like, "What the fuck does that mean?" But like, my favorite
2: thing about that line, though, is that that's the line everyone quotes. Yeah, and I, for some reason, it's been coming up a lot in the last year. Yeah, I think it's because of Black Panther, everybody's yeah. like, "There's other Black Panther movies." Um,
1: but really, like that, that was a really line good impersonation <laughs> of, of all I just, those I just angry white was, people who <laughs> <that> were like, <laughs> <"Yeah, exactly." laughs> "Stop liking god. things,
2: black people! Why are you enjoying things?" Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that particular line is always the one that people bring up, and I'm like, I mean, I really enjoy that movie. Is that all anybody remembers? Is that last <laughs> that line? And,
1: that and Stephen Dorff was in it. Fucking
2: Stephen Dorff!
1: Yeah. Oh my
2: god! Okay. the kid from the gate.
1: Steve what okay other than Eaton Park First off, if you guys have never been to eaton, eaton Park, you don't know about Eaton Park? Is that directions or is Here that a restaurant? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's <laughs> eaton park. Steve, I, 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 uh, hey, let me use the Southern Gentleman voice. Uh, also, the, the I, I, I passed I the floor to the esteemed be gentleman from Pennsylvania reverse. to speak of Eaton Park, and that would be, uh, Steve, uh, Steve Monik.
2: Is it not Park and Eat? No. <laughs> so
1: that,
3: that's the whole thing. Yeah. So it, it, it's like a diner. I mean, it's
1: really, it, it, it's a diner, but, um, imagine a Denny's. Yeah, they yeah, they like, kind of, but cleaner. Okay. And you don't go there and feel like you're going to get shot. Gotcha. No. You, and you so don't not get a waffle
3: diarrhea no.
1: after. No. <laughs> and you don't get diarrhea after. Yeah. No. Okay. No. So it's not <laughs> Chipotle.
3: It's not Chipotle. <laughs> no, No, that's E. Coli. Um, so you get, uh, no, but they, that was their whole thing. Like back in the, whatever's the fifties, forties, seventies. I don't care. Um, so that like, they, um, <laughs> they, they flipped exactly what you're saying is the park and eat. You would park and they would sk- skate, hop over and clamp it to your car and you would eat it in your car. Well, they were like, "Why don't you eat?" Let's, let's flip it. You come inside and eat. And, and I don't know why they just decided to flip the name right. It doesn't make sense. Why not? But it doesn't matter. It's it's a great great <laughs> chain of restaurants, they're and really... they have these smiley cookies, which are like little uh, sugar cookies and frosted sugar cookies off. with smiley faces on them, yeah. and they're
1: so fucking delicious. Like
2: there was a there was a whole um, there was a, a cookie in the eighties. I want to say called Smiles, that was like a sandwich
1: cookie yeah um and i think you don't know talking about i like, yeah. there's
2: like a chocolate one there was like a like but it a vanilla one. yes but
1: not but the same thing, thing. so okay. this is just like imagine like a regular sugar cookie sure but it's frosted and they've cut out it's got, got a, little... no not even cut out just oh, no, like more just... icing for a little, no, they're, little they're time. Yeah, icing. Yeah. Yeah. okay and
3: they do them in all kinds of like colors and varieties the standard ones they're 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 white then they'll have like a green face or a blue face or like a red like smiley face but then like You know, for pirate season, they'll do yellow icing with a black smiley face and an eye patch. Or, you know, for Halloween, they do an orange one and the eyes and nose are uh, candy corn. I mean, they they
1: get real creative with this stuff. Yeah, for pirate season, they make sure they have syphilis, you know, that sort of stuff. (laughs) Um, So the reason why I wanted him to bring up Eaton Park is we went there. uh, The first time I had ever been there was when I was up there uh, for his wedding. And um, my wife, my stepdaughter and my son... We're doing stuff where I, cause I was in Steve's uh, wedding party. So like I had things that I had to go do. Sure. So they went to Eaton Park cause there was an Eaton Park right next to our restaurant. They went to Eaton Park four times. <laughs> wow! <laughs> like they fell in love with it. And like, I was like, what's the big deal? It can't be that good. And then I sat down and ate and they, okay. So the Big Mac. Yeah. The Big Mac was originated in Pittsburgh. I did not know that. They have a Big Mac, but only if a Big Mac was better. Okay. It's called the Super Burger. Yeah. It lives up to the name. And it's and it's so goddamn good. Like it was I had one. And then not, not only that, they have an endless like um salad bar and soup and like there's you can get all of that. You could eat just that for like three or four bucks. It's something ridiculously nice. cheap like that. They have endless muffins. Like it's it's an amazing place. Yeah. Endless yeah, muffins, like the yeah. About, right? The best
3: part about it is they make it, they make a lot of their own stuff. So like they make their own ranch dressing. They make their own what? soups. Like Yeah. Yeah, they're, so they it's got that real homemade like flavor to it um it like their homemade potato soup is is bang on their ranch is amazing um and then mike that same buffet you're speaking of the the brunches like the week the friday saturday sunday like the weekend brunches on that on that bar are incredible
1: yeah it's it's just a really really cool spot and and it's if you're ever in the pittsburgh area you got to go Okay. Like you just got to sound. Sounds good.
3: Um, you you can see one if you watch Evil
1: Genius. It's oh, right, right next door to where that guy got exploded. <laughs> yeah. Where that guy he got, got blo- blown up real good. <laughs> and then and then all the forensics guys they went and had some. <laughs> they went to Eaton Park and they were <laughs> like, "Man, this is fucked up,
2: right?" I, no, I'm so. Did you pitiful. see that explosion? Like, oh, Mike, I,
3: I, I, I was watching that, and the very first scene, you can't even tell the guy is just in a parking lot with a brick wall behind him. I'm like, oh, that's an Eaton Park. Like I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> And then the fourth and last episode, they cut back to that guy, and then you can see the sign.
2: I'm like, nailed it. It's Freaking Eaton Park. Now I'm so curious. Is it like the color of the brick? Is it the size of the bricks? It, it was
3: the color of the brick and the style of window. And the guy okay.
1: had, and the guy was eating a smiley cookie while he was doing the interview. Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: That is I, – so I He also up clearly had diabetes, so that, that then... helped a lot too. <laughs> Oh, man,
1: um, they have a weekend buffet. So as, far bitch, as, yeah. <laughs> weekend as far as other weekend buffet, As far
0: as...
3: It's as amazing, amazing, dude. It
1: you, really can, you fall asleep in a pile of scrambled eggs. It's so good. <laughs> They're that fluffy. Good enough to be a pillow. Awesome. So, um, nice. so there's another southern joint that doesn't get enough love. Okay? And it's it's got a northern equivalent.
2: Okay. Oh, the, I, I think I know what you're going to say.
1: Okay. The northern equivalent is White Castle.
2: Oh, no. I don't know what you're going to say.
1: The southern equivalent is Crystal.
2: I have heard of Crystal, Crystal with
1: a K, like a stripper. Yeah, yeah, um, it's it's the <laughs> it's the mini it's the mini burgers, it's the sliders. Sure, but it's why do we not have them here? They're so good, and they're cheap. They're delicious. I
2: think, I think it's a Hardee's Roy Rogers situation. Yeah. Or, or, or rather, no, not even Hardee's Roy Rogers. Hardee's Carl J- Carl's Jr. Oh, uh, the West Coast, East Coast thing? Yeah, because those are the reasons. It's, like, they, it's they, like a rap battle, basically. Well, the reason yeah. the names are so different is because they were two different <laughs> restaurants until yeah. one bought the other. Yeah. Um, same yeah, thing Carl's, with Rally's
1: and Checkers. Exactly. Rally's yeah. and
2: Checkers are. Hardee's and Carl's Jr. are the exact same I'm restaurant sorry. now, but at the time, I, I want to say it was Carl's Jr. bought out Hardee's. Yep. Um, and so it became like universally you know, owned and it's all the exact same thing, but yeah, rallies. I yeah. thought you were going to say rallies and checkers. Yeah. Um, to, to catch uh, you up,
1: to catch you up MC, we were talking about um, the Northern white castle compared to the Southern crystal. Because they're essentially the same restaurant. They're not owned by the same companies. Yeah, I've heard of Crystal. Crystal is, is legit. You don't see them. Like, they're like South Carolina, Georgia, Florida. And because oh, we go to Disney World all the time, like, okay. and my son, for some reason, is obsessed with them. He's like, we have to go to Crystal. We have to go to Crystal. And I'm like, what did they put in your burger, dude? <laughs> <laughs> and this far apart, what's going on? Yeah, exactly.
2: Well, I imagine it's a situation like in and out like, oh, like, don't in get me started. Out, well, on that, I've never dude. been to
1: one. I've never it's, been, though. It, so never, good. I've never
2: been to the West Coast.
1: Let me tell you the story. There's a story that goes within and out. Okay. So, Ben Shaw, my, my, my comic book writer buddy, we're in Las Vegas for the video game convention because we work for a video game um, retailer that I shall not ma- uh, name because they're dickheads. Um,
0: <laughs> but we're there for like
1: the yearly convention where you get to meet all the uh, developers and you get free stuff, and it's just a big. Clusterfuck, but like we find out that there's an In-N-Out Burger across I-10. So like I-10 is 95 essentially. Okay, it's a giant interstate. It's like four lanes on each side, so eight lanes. Right? We don't have enough money to get a cab to go from our hotel Mandalay Bay over to the In-N-Out Burger. So Ben and I decide that we're gonna go and we're gonna walk across the fucking highway. Like Cause why not? Yeah, because because it's because we're fat guys and we want burgers. Yeah, <laughs> and it was so goddamn worth it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this
1: ben was, got clipped by a Hyundai, but, like, you know. <laughs> he, hasn't walked, he hasn't walked right since, but it was so worth it. Um, it was just a midsize, so I could bounce right yeah, off the you know, it's You're not good. a big deal. You're good. You're good. But, like, the place is all that it was, was cracked up to be. So, like, Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Gordon Ramsay has said that if he was on death row in his last meal, he would get a double-double animal style with animal fries from in and out Burger. Oh, bitch. So that tells you something.
2: Well, so, like, the reason I brought them up is one of the big reasons they don't expand as much as they – or or why they're expanding as slowly as they are is because – the, everything there is fresh, yeah, and they want to maintain the quality, yeah. So you know when you just expand, you know, crazy fast,
1: whereas Subway is like, fuck that, yeah. Like, yeah.
2: <laughs> number one uh, franchise in the world. Everybody's yeah. like McDonald's. Nope, Subway. Yeah. Subway is the number one franchise. in the world. They put them
1: everywhere. They're, yep, in, yeah. they're in. They're in hair salons. They're in. Like tire centers. Yeah. like they're, they're in Walmarts. F- yeah, they're in yeah. Walmarts. Like, you, you could be getting a cavity filled at your dentist, and there's a guy making a, a foot long BMT right next <laughs> to you. A really kind of like half ass sad sandwich that it's, you're probably going to yeah. eat anyway and be like, eh, yeah. Yeah, you can't feel your mouth, but whatever. You know, you yeah. got to eat something. Hey, right? I mean, yeah. it's the same either way. <laughs> <Right>? um, <laughs> I just wish that Subway would change their name, their, their, their slogan to that. Like, Subway, you got to fucking eat you something. Eat fresh? Yeah, you got to eat something.
2: We're an option.
1: Um, <laughs> Pete Holmes has an amazing
2: bit about subway <laughs> it's just it's phenomenal um it you should definitely look that up um but yeah uh, in and out they make a point of like you know slow expansion because everything's fresh and they want to maintain that quality yeah and they're also a company that actually really cares about their workers like yeah. salaries in and out first of all there are salaries in and out um and you can make like 14 or 15 bucks an hour working in a fast food fast food joint yeah right yeah because they they're like yeah this is a job we're here to support you you support us um, mm. and one of the few, like, Christian companies that actually seems to have their shit together and, like, you know, you listens know, to what I, Jesus I, said. I gotta,
1: I gotta say yeah. this, though, okay? Chick-fil-A catches a lot of shit, and for what they did, that Not undo, and... I'm not, yeah. saying that it's not undo. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's not undo, but let me, follow me on this, on this train of thought here, right? The, their founder said, look, I, you know, I think that gay marriage is wrong, and yeah. it's biblical, and, like, they've donated money to some pretty nasty charities, however... When all of that stuff first broke, one of the things that happened was you would get these, like, very, like, liberal people that would go into Chick-fil-A's and record while they were going in there to, like, accost the people that were oh, working yeah, that's there. Total and they were yeah. just like, what do you think about this? And the Chick-fil-A people, this is a credit to the people that work at Chick-fil-A. They were just like, well, we don't really have an opinion about that, but we can get you some really delicious lemonade or a chicken sandwich. How does that sound? And the guys were just like, they were so deflated, and they were so <laughs> defeated by it. And they were just like... <laughs> Yeah, let me get some waffle fries and some yeah. uh, Chick Fil A sauce. Is that cool? Like, and they were just like, "Yeah, of course, my pleasure." Here's a cookie too, and they were just like, "Well, thanks."
2: A buddy like, of mine, uh, a friend of mine who is gay, yeah, um, made apparently got into a fight with his husband because because of Chick Fil A. <laughs> like, I think one of them found a wrapper and was like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "It's delicious." <laughs> what you are gonna tell me that this chicken sandwich is? You know, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'll I'll eat a bigot chicken. Sure, bigot chicken.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna use the line from uh, Clerks too. Food ain't racist, baby. Yeah, uh, and then, uh, yeah. Uh. no, I
2: absolutely. You know, there's what is it? No ethical uh, uh, consumption under capitalism. Yeah. yeah. Every company that has gotten to any anywhere wearing yeah. like there's there's bodies somewhere.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. You, know, you don't think where did the fry kids go? You don't think the McDon- right. McDonald's had them murdered and buried what underneath? Happened? Yeah, yeah. Mary yeah. McCheese was yeah. taking dirty money. Yeah, exactly. Um,
2: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like there's there's no it, it's damn near impossible to be a financial success, particularly in the United States, and not be some kind of a bastard. Um, and to, yeah. to to the degree that like yeah. if you're gonna be a yeah. national chain is yeah you, you've done some fucked up shit yeah. Um, yeah I mean
1: look at look at Jack in the Box man there used to be Jack in the Box on the East Coast and there's not in fact there was one right down the street from here no shit and you want to know why there's not one down what the street happened? motherfucking E. Coli killed a seven year old girl oh no Ooh, that'll get you every time yeah yeah ask Chipotle yeah. But I don't know how Chipotle's still hanging around man I think oh, no. for, for, I th- for companies for all their good and their bad I mean
3: people forget that they're, they're basically a structure of human beings and human brain beings bring all their baggage with them. They're good. They're bad. Yeah. They're obviously yeah. everything like that. Yep. And yeah, you know, wh- whatever it ends up being, whether you end up agreeing with it or not, the people that are running it are not the product of the people producing the product. Yeah. True. So yeah. you know I mean? yeah. it's like, yeah, you can have a delicious chicken sandwich and you can either agree with what their view is or not, but it doesn't change the taste of the sandwich.
2: And the, the, and to piggyback on that, the, to take that idea further, the opinions and views of the CEO, yeah, does not translate further down down the line than right. the CEO. Yeah, um, right.
3: I, I can tell you right now, like I mentioned earlier, I worked in high school. That was my high school job at a Chick Fil A at my at my mall, and the manager there was gay. Like working at Chick Fil A, it's not that they didn't hire gay people or anything like that. They give all their employees off Sundays, and their official stance on that is because. We believe that it's important for every person to have one day off to spend it however they want, religiously, with their family, just not working. That's the whole reason they give the Sundays off. They don't say it's because it's the Lord's Day. They say because we believe everyone should have a day off to spend how they want, right? So, I mean, like like you said, like the CEO has his opinions and you can agree with them or not, but the company itself, like – is not monolithic behind that one person's views.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's it's an unfortunate, you know, like I was saying earlier, you know, un, you know, in particularly you know in a capitalist society, you're gonna run into problems with that kind of stuff. You find me, you know, for every every time somebody's like, "Well, I want to eat at Jimmy John's because Jimmy John is an asshole and he hunts animals." And yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, find me a major franchise that is, has more than like five locations. And I can point you to the horrible shit that someone high up in the company... Yeah. Well, I mean, and, yeah. like, briefly, or, like, in the beginning of the conversation, we talked. We were talking about Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Um, this is by no means meant to excuse anything that anybody who has that level of power or fame does, but it fucks you up. And, like, yeah. to a certain degree, if you're, you know, there's something to be said for the pers- the kind of person that is attracted to that level of power and fame, what kind of person they are... But also, you know, once you achieve that, who's – you know, when you're so rich that no one tells you no, you
1: don't understand what no means. It's not a fucking excuse, but, like, yeah, that's the explanation. And to kind of circle back with that too, Kevin Smith does these really good – uh, Evening with Kevin Smith uh, series. Like, you can find them on Netflix or online or, I would say, Blockbuster, but they don't exist. Um, <laughs> what about but, a Hollywood video? Can yeah. I go to a Hollywood video? <laughs> yeah. No, a movie stop. Yeah, those. Um, Maybe an Errols. An Errols. <laughs> that's, a re- that's a really <laughs> deep local oh, reference. Yeah. Well done. Well done, sir. Bravo. Um, so, <laughs> my point is, is at one point, Kevin Smith talks about his interaction that he had with Prince. Mm-hmm. Because Prince saw the movie Dogma and was, like, enamored with it. And he hired Kevin Smith to film a bunch of stuff, right? And never ended up getting paid for it. It was a really, really weird thing. And he was talking to Prince's, basically, like, publicist secretary, you know, Girl Friday that did everything for him. And he was like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? And she's Mm -hmm. like, he's an artist and he doesn't understand, no. So if he wants to film a music video in minnesota in the middle of winter and wants a camel and we say prince there's no fucking camels in minnesota he's like but why but i want
2: one yeah and then yeah. Now i have to then spend the next two and a half hours explaining to him well it's minnesota we're in the midwest there's no zoo that's open yeah um and even if they were they wouldn't necessarily rent us a camel we don't keep exotic animals around here yeah. and it's all these things that you have to like walk them through the steps exactly yeah. they're yeah. so far removed from you know reality really yeah. um and and what it means to be a regular person that they literally don't understand it i mean again, and
3: that's been yeah. the case i mean i we it's come up a couple of times but biblically you know jesus said that it's easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle than a rich man it's because the rich man has never been told no he doesn't know how hard things are you know what i mean it's been like that since freaking zero yeah. it's it, you know for for two thousand
1: years we we have documented proof That rich people don't understand what it's like for normal people (laughs) yeah yeah i mean and we we see it all the time and like to kind of circle back here uh mr mc brooks yeah what is a fast food place that we maybe don't have enough of or is missing in this area or if you've caught one and other people haven't heard about it you're like yo you gotta check this place out
4: now are we talking specifically like where i am in dc just anywhere any, oh, I was going to say, because we kind of mentioned Zaxby's and Cookout. Yeah. Because yeah. those would be my two choices. Like, yeah, and that would change, yeah. the, change the DC <laughs> landscape, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Can you tell me what that is? I'm
3: not familiar with it. Cookout? No, Zaxby's. Zaxby's. Okay. Um, uh, everyone, everyone over there went apeshit one? when it was mentioned, and okay. I, don't, I don't know what it is. Zaxby's
1: is a fried chicken finger joint. And it sounds simple, and you'd be like, oh, "Whatever. Why do I want fried? Why do I want chicken fingers? Who the fuck cares about that?" No, Charmaine, the, you should hop on the mic. And yeah. yeah, go he ahead. Yeah, let please, everybody know. yeah, Charmaine, go ahead. Let yeah. everybody
2: know about Zaxby's. Yeah,
1: you know, I'm gonna let her take. Yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you finish. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But Zaxby's has the best French fries of all time. There was,
2: as Mike was explaining, it, <laughs> she's like, "It's all types of fried chicken." And <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Hi,
5: right. hello. Hi, Charmaine. Um, just to. Q in everybody, and I'm from North Carolina, so I am from the South. So Zaxby's, uh, it's <laughs>
1: just <laughs> her Zaxby's is your Eaton Park, Steve. That that
3: probably said everything it needs. I don't sigh. even need to know the, about uh, the food. It's the emotion
1: <laughs> that just came through that sigh. Dude, they have this thing called Zax Sauce, which is like it's like ranch, but then there's there's spices added to it's it too. Something
5: else Ooh. in and it that just horseradish makes it...
1: sauce. It's like. And I think there, I think there might be, might be some like they, they had to have put some sort of like holy water in there. There's something <laughs> in there. They probably did. Yeah.
5: But yeah, with Zaxby's, it's like I always see it as like a Chick Chick Fil A, but better because I always get this one grilled sandwich. It's the Cajun Club,
3: oh, and it's yeah.
5: so thick. And <laughs> is,
3: it like a, is, it, is it like the blackened kind of like grilled? Yes. <laughs> kind of thing. Oh yes. man. Yeah. Yeah,
5: so you can get like a grilled chicken club that's hella thick. Yeah. Uh you can get like a finger, like chicken fingers, uh sandwich on this Texas toast.
1: Oh the Texas bread. toast, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is it so is like church, good. isn't it? Mm, hallelujah. Yes. yes, <laughs> mm, yes Lord. Whew, and, thank you, Jesus.
5: And like, you know, I mean, coming from the South, chicken it's it's the holy grill. However you eat it, that you can get it exactly.
1: Holy grill. Great. There it is. <laughs> Next up for Rock Deep, Rogue Radio, and GGR team up is going to be re- creating our own restaurant, and it's called The Holy Grill. The Holy Grill. There yes. it is.
5: Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and then, of course, when you pair it with the crinkle fr- fries, oh, it's... Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: it's, it's legit. It's legit. Guys, it's 10 o'clock.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and I can talk about this all night. <laughs> we could. We could. We
1: could. This has been so much fun. Um, I had forgotten... How long it had been since we had done, like, a full podcast in studio with people here and, like, Steve <laughs> on the mic. Like, every – this was, like if – if you took everything that I, I liked and smashed it up into one thing and, like, put it on a waffle sandwich, it would be this. This is what we just did, and it was wonderful. Thank you, guys. Thank I appreciate you, it. Thanks for having me. Again, thank you to Charmaine.
5: You're welcome. Thank you for having me on.
1: You can find her at the closest, Saxby's.
4: <laughs>
5: all day every day <laughs> all day every day
1: uh thank you to mc brooks his show is called the uh the overflow
4: and collective failure
1: and collective failure i can't yes. wait for that one like i'm looking forward to like maybe guessing on that because i is that I...
5: the one we did yeah. together oh, okay
1: yeah which we... will be you'll be able to hear that soon we're we're, yeah. we're working on on that next part we're gonna we're gonna teach him how to post it on the uh, website um but big thanks to uh mr james rambo thank you sir thank you for commuting down to the uh the toothless area of Fredericksburg, Virginia. Absolutely.
2: Yes. Watch yeah. out.
1: Yeah. Stay away from the banjo music, stay away from the rebel flags. Um, <laughs>
2: yeah, I was I was yeah. surprised by the, the I only saw a few Confederate flags. Yeah. And I was telling you earlier I saw a decal and it was the Punisher skull, but the interior of the skull was mm. the Rebel flag. <sighs> I know. And I was like, Man, that is that is a a very impressive symbol. He <laughs> covers a lot of ground there. So
1: I'm gonna I'm going to end on one story here real quick because uh, I love telling stories. Um, we one time were in uh, Columbia, South Carolina, oh. and we were told that we needed to go to Maurice's Barbecue. Okay. Like, just if you're going to go to a barbecue place, a place go named Maurice. Maurice's sounds sounds like a good place to go, sure. right? They're like, they're like, you got to go there. It's the best barbecue. So we go there, right? And we walk in, and it's an unassuming, like, it looks like almost like a log cabin kind of style building. And you're like, all right, cool. You walk in, and I kid you not, every single place type of confederate paraphernalia that you could possibly think of was in this Mm -hmm. restaurant Lee surrendered I didn't Signs. Um, Ten things wow. you don't know about the Bill of Rights. Ten oh things you didn't know God. about about the slavery. lies of slavery. I mean, shit like that. And like, my wife and I are just like, we're like looking at each other wide eyed because we both grew up in the suburbs of DC. So we're mm-hmm. like, we're pretty tolerant of everything, and we don't, we're not racist, and we're seeing this shit, and we're like, are we gonna be racist just by eating here? But the barbecue was so fucking good. <laughs> like, it was I just. Mean,
2: Hey. it or was just, just apparently, apparently they make mm-hmm. some
1: tasty shit right like it was and it just blew my mind and we just like walked out of there and we were just like what the fuck was that place about and, uh, and we were like mm-hmm. i don't know what it was really good yeah it was really good <laughs> And then, like, I found out later in my travels that there's another location from Maurice's that is essentially, like, in, in, like, an old, like, Hardee's or something building. So they don't have all the racist shit. And I was like, hey, if you want all the barbecue, deliciousness, but with none of the racism, go to this location. Hey, don't to that <laughs> one. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was wonderful. It was, like, that was, like, Maurice's house where it was just like, yeah. hey, hey, let's decorate. The, and, like, but that was the other thing about it, too, is, like, when you're decorating and, like, going for, like, the TGI Friday's weird, kitschy shit on the wall <laughs> style of thing <laughs> – like who said that it was a good idea when they were just like, hey,
5: Death
1: Carolina. Have, right? That's that's it. Yeah, that's exactly. It. Like who Hey, do you still have that that pamphlet that that guy gave you <laughs> on the side of the road? The guy wearing the hood, you know, the pointy hood, the white Yeah, yeah the white one. Yeah, that guy. Right. Yeah. yeah, you have do you have those cuz I think they would look really good if we put them on right. the walls. You and like,
3: it was I want to make it's... a shenanigans, but instead of stuff on the walls, I want it to look like the back of my truck.
1: Right, <laughs> I Make it look like the back of a truck of a redneck in Fredericksburg.
2: We have a wall that's just gun racks. Just guns. is that possible? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nothing in them, just,
2: just those. Just,
1: guns. just knowing that they could be there, they could
2: be there. Yeah, They're not. yeah. Where are they? Ooh,
1: it's a mystery. <laughs> Dinner and a mystery.
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe it's like you know. Anybody who's that hateful, you don't give any love to people of color or, like, you know, non straight people. So all of that love goes into the food. And maybe that's why it's so good. I don't know. Whoa.
5: Jeez. Right? Yeah. You don't love anybody else. Or maybe they're just awful,
2: awful, shitty human beings.
1: (laughs) They're shitty human beings, but damn, they can fry a chicken. Apparently, Yeah. (laughs) Jesus.
2: There's there's no heating elements. They just stare at it. I just <laughs> think about a black president gets so mad. And the, heat, the heat from their
1: anger. <laughs> anger, anger.
5: It's the right temperature.
1: Tired of being <laughs> tired of being lied to by the government. Ding! Chicken's done. Uh. All right. On that note, let's uh, let's go ahead and cue that uh, that eight bit Africa to end the show, guys. Um, again, there it is that's a sick beat um big thanks to uh Charmaine the chauffeur big thanks to mc brooks you can catch him on the overflow you can catch him on uh collective failure which will be coming out soon big thanks to uh, steve monick as always steve can be found on ggr the great geek refuge which is great you can check out some of his articles you can check out some of the podcasts that we've done too uh big thanks to mr james rambo james mr rambo sir where can they find your stuff
2: um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rambosis, R-A-M-B-O-Z-U-S. Um, I'm also on Etsy, uh, Art of James Rambo.
1: You're also on uh, Grindr, too, right?
2: I, I mean, sometimes, you know. Okay. <laughs> I get lonely, Mike, uh, and you don't return my calls, so. Um.
1: I can't wait in the parking lot at Sonic the
2: <laughs> But yeah, and I, uh, like I said, I will be at the Fairfax Comic Con in uh, Chantilly, Virginia, um, or rather, Fairfax, Virginia, Chantilly, I think, Convention Center. Uh, August 25th and 26th, I'll be in the Artist Alley.
1: Word. For all of us here at Rock Deep Rogue Radio, and for GGR, for Steve, for MC Brooks, for Charmaine, for James Rambo, for Viv, for Jay, for Yolanda, for Tamika, for Timmy, for Billy, for Johnny, for Jimmy, for all, I'm just gonna name, just keep naming names. I don't know what the hell I'm doing.
2: Dopey, sneezy. Yeah. Doc. Yeah. 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 Derek. Yeah. Lumpy.
1: Derek. <laughs> Rufus. Allison. Yeah. Love Todd. Allison. Yeah. Todd. Todd's a great guy. Yeah. A little racist, but that's okay. Makes uh, great chicken. So that's okay. Todd. Yeah. Always <laughs> Todd. All right, guys. On that note, this has been a combined Rock Deep Rogue Radio and GGR Pirate Radio production.
3: This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. (laughs)
0: Yeah, boy.